Hi, I'm Adam and welcome to the Roaring Podcast. And on today's episode, I have literally no idea what I'm going to talk about, but I have been up to a few interesting things recently, so I thought I would just keep you updated. We'll probably come up with a title for the podcast a bit later on, but I just wanted to check in because I've not done one for a while. So I think I'll just start with a quick update of what I've been up to, basically, because I have, again, not been putting out as many YouTube videos as I would have liked uh, because I've been up to a few different bits and pieces. One thing that I was doing, which I sort of wish I'd recorded for this podcast because it turned into a great conversation, was that I spent a day at Leeds University talking to some of the students there in the media department. I got in touch with them because I want to tap into some of that young talent that exists, whether it's at university or whether it's a a viewer on YouTube or whoever. I just want to tap into some of that talent and try and bring it in in some way to the YouTube channel and the Raw Room and whatever else I'm doing because I've got to the point now where I pretty much can't do it all by myself. It's uh, it's just too much. Uh, I'm doing a lot of different things and... I feel that some, sometimes the, the quality or the ambition or the sort of desire for what I'm doing is not quite reaching where I want it to be. So, for example, say if I'm doing a vlog and I go out and about, if I was to have someone coming with me, that would be much, much easier. So to give you a specific example, when I did the video the other week reviewing the Fujifilm uh, what is it, the the medium format one, the GFX 100. I took that out into the woods and decided that I was going to do a little B-roll sequence because quite recently I've been taking a uh, camping burner with me to make some coffee because I just like spending time outside and as that's cooking up, it's just a really nice moment. I've been doing it quite a lot with my kids and stuff recently, making hot chocolate in the woods and things, and it's just a, a nice thing to do. So I, I thought I would film a little sequence for that. Now, it took probably about 20 to 30 minutes to film that as I was setting up different shots and using the slider. I then had to talk to camera and I wanted to get the background shot right whilst I had the the camera on the tripod. And it just took ages. And it got me thinking, if I had someone here with me, we could do this in five minutes and still make it look as interesting. And that time is important because... uh, I mean, it was enjoyable, yes, but I would like to get the filming done swiftly so I can then just enjoy the the moment outside. And it would also be nice to have a little bit of company because it does get a little bit lonely uh, doing this all by yourself. I do collaborate with as many people as possible, but I do spend an, an an inordinate amount of time by myself, and specifically in this office. So uh, that is why I would quite like to get some stuff going with someone else. But anyway, going back to the university scenario, I was, there was a series of panels that they'd organised during the day. One of them was the photography panel, which I was a part of, along with some great photographers. Uh, I'll have to look at their names because I can't remember them off the top of my head, unfortunately. Uh, Mary was one of them. She is a uh, a photographer, documentary photographer who sort of embeds herself in different communities and then tells their story through to photographs. Very interesting 
person and had some really great insights into photography. And it just turned into a really interesting conversation as the students tipped in with questions and things as well. It was just really great to be a part of it. And hopefully that will be something I continue to do with the university. But it was just nice to sort of meet some of the young people, some of that enthusiasm that was infectious, actually. Uh, from both people on the panel and the students and the the lecturers there as well. It was just a great day and it really gave me a boost. I just wish I'd recorded it because it did turn into a fairly, well, very interesting conversation. Uh, what else did I want to tell you about? Another thing I've been doing, which has taken up a little bit of time, is a nice little commercial job, which is working alongside Joe Cornish, that's going to be going live in April, so that's taken up a couple of weeks' work. Very exciting, though. That just led from doing that little YouTube video that I did with Joe Cornish, and yeah, just a nice bit of sort of paid work to help things go along, as uh, money's always a little bit tight. But that was nice, and it's just sort of proof that if you work hard and uh, just keep doing things, and eventually one thing will lead to another, and if you're good at what you do and you're a decent person things are going to happen. Now, that decent person thing, I think, sometimes get, gets overlooked. It's, people sort of focus very much on delivering great work, which which is good and it's important. But also being good to work with, I think, is, is another one of those factors. And personally, with anyone I collaborate with or work with, or whether it's a client who's coming on a workshop, it's always more about the people for me. If I enjoy that day or that work, or whatever, with the person that I'm with, then I'm going to have a great time. Uh, and it, usually if you're sort of working with someone great, then the work is going to be better as well. Uh, so that's just been a nice experience recently. There's something I just, I just thought of something I was going to talk about, but I cannot remember what it is now. Ah, yes, I remember now. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the, the world of podcasting, which I think is really exciting. I... Tonight, I am starting a new podcast, or we're going to record the start of a new podcast with a couple of my friends, uh, and it's going to be absolutely nothing to do with photography. We're just going to sit down, have a chat, talk about different issues, things that interest us. It's just going to be general sort of banter between me and a couple of friends. We're going to get into a few things pretty deep, I would expect. There's going to be plenty of laughs as well. And as soon as we decide what to call it and when to put it out, I will let you know. But I'm also looking to expand the scope of this podcast. You know, I had the Photo Nerds podcast, which uh, now has been taken over and sort of is now being led by Gary and Paul and Gareth, I think. Uh, but I, I'm going to continue doing a podcast on this one and sort of expand it into some kind of... Uh, bigger thing uh because i really like the format of the photo nerds and uh, but it was just it was undoable for me really long term but i want to get something like that going here in leeds with some more local photographers but it's just a case of trying to find the people that i'm going to collaborate with and to be people that i talk with on the show i think i'll probably f try and find a few different people who can just come on the show every now and again when they're free. Sometimes it might be two or three people. Sometimes it might be just one or two. But that's kind of... Because I love talking about photography. I love talking about the gear sometimes and just having a bit of banter and a bit of chat. And also it's quite sociable. And I know people like listening to those conversations. 
So, yeah, I mean, that's just, I think it's, it, I know it could be really good. Uh, it's something I want to progress. Podcasting is just great. It's, there's lo- it's just, the thing that's good about podcasting is that you can just listen to them when you're doing other things. And I know a lot of people like to watch it on YouTube. I watch a lot of podcasts on YouTube or just when I'm sort of typing away or doing a bit of admin. I might have a podcast sitting, uh, playing away on YouTube. So I will start to film this podcast as well. I have already sort of uh, grabbed the YouTube channel. So that's that'll be ready to go. I just need to find some good people. So two things. If you are interested in coming and working with me on a freelance basis thing I was talking about earlier to assist me with YouTube videos, with the Raw Room videos and whatever else I have going on, then please do get in touch. If you, there's loads of ways you can get in touch with me, you can figure it out. Um, You've got to figure it out. If you want to come and work with me, you've got to be able to figure that out, how to get in touch with me. The second thing is if you are somewhat of an established photographer in the sort of Yorkshire or Leeds area, then again, please do get in touch and we can uh, get you onto this podcast or get in touch and have a conversation about coming on the podcast because I would like to have some regular collaborators. And I also want to get kind of uh, into the local photography scene because I've lived in Leeds for nearly five years now and I I haven't really integrated with the sort of local culture or the local photography culture. And I think that's something that is often very rewarding if you do that in your local area there's normally different events going on and things like that that you can get involved with so I need to sort of practice what I'm preaching here and do that myself but I think having some people come in onto the podcast and getting to know them and not necessarily as an interview obviously there will be some questions and stuff but just to have people come in to have a chat about photography uh, in a very similar way to what the thing I did at the university was like and I just thought it was really interesting Uh, And I know people would have found it interesting and it's something I want to be doing more and more and more and more. Because like I said, I love talking about photography. I love listening about photography and reading about photography. You can just, you can do it all day. Uh, But I want the conversation to be interesting as well because it can get a little bit dry if you get stuck in talking about sensors and all that sort of stuff that doesn't really matter as as much as it can be interesting sometimes. Maybe you could if if you were having a laugh about it but it can get dry. So yeah, I thought that was, I just, I want to put it out there because uh, recruiting or finding good people is difficult. So I thought, well, I've got this audience, I'm going to put it out there and hopefully some people will get in touch. I've got a couple of people already who I have in mind to come onto the podcast, but it's just, it's hard getting everything done (laughs) and and, uh, particularly getting diaries uh, assigned and synced or whatever to get people coming in. So uh, what else can we talk about? I'm just going to continue with the updates. The YouTube channel. I have been doing vlogs for probably, I don't know, three years now. The first year or so I spent doing tutorials. They turned into vlogs with that inspiration from Casey Neistat. And they have been great and they've been a good driver for my landscape photography particularly but the videos have become difficult to do and I've kind of I feel like other people are struggling with this as well I know Thomas Heaton made a video not so long ago called no photography which was a really interesting video and he kind of 
expressed a lot of the feelings that I have been going through as well. So the sort of idea that to make a vlog work, you need to have like at least one good picture. Some people will say, no, you don't need that. You can just go ahead and document the day because you don't get a good picture every single day. But there have been times when I have shared a video like that and it it came back with quite a lot of criticism because you kind of, the, the story I end up telling is that I didn't get a shot. So the video ends on a bit of a low uh, and that's not what people want from the vlogs. It's And I know that because they've told me they want things to be positive and feel inspired. And I do like creating that type of content, even though not every day is like that. Um, so... The vlogs have become difficult to do and there have been times when I've had to drag my backside out of the house, over to the Lake District, over to the East Coast, wherever I'm going, just to make a video. And there have been times when I haven't particularly enjoyed it. And the kind of the outcome of that has been a day that's been okay, usually by the end of it, but then I get a video out of it to put out onto my YouTube channel and you need to keep putting videos out for them to offer YouTube to sort of keep pushing your content. It likes new stuff to keep that watch time up. So it's good to come out of the end of it with a video to put out. But then it may do, say, 10,000 views. Now that sounds like a lot and it is a lot. And I'm very grateful to all of those people that like the, like the uh, videos. But... 10,000 views at this point in my YouTube career is not going to feed my family and keep a roof over my head. And there's also no growth in those vlogs because they're not particularly searchable. And uh, and personally, I don't think at times they're exciting enough um, to grab particularly younger viewers um, where... Uh, and every time I put a video out that does attract some of the younger viewers at the same time, they the, they are the videos that do well and create growth. So, for example, I did a video a little while ago when my back wasn't very well. I, like I say, I dragged myself over to the Lake District, struggled up a hill, uh, home fell, and took a few pictures. A couple of them I was really happy with, but it was a difficult day. I struggled with my back, and the video that I made was okay, uh, but then it did it did about 10,000 views. And then the week after, I shot a video in my office that I sort of planned out in half a day, filmed in half a day, and edited in half a day. And then at the moment, let's just look up uh, the analytics on that one to see what the views are at this point in time, because it is a, uh, a lot higher than that previous one. Uh, so I'll just go to here, go to videos... And look, that has now done, I called it This Is Worthless Photography, and I, and I ripped a print. That's now done 62,000 views, um, which has created a nice bit of growth. It got lots of new subscribers. Um, so it's kind of, it's really got me analysing what to put my time into. And I hear you. I hear you saying, Adam, do what you want to do. And yes, I get that, but... I don't have that luxury as much anymore than when I was still doing a full-time job because I need to see some growth in this now uh, to continue to make the money that I need to pay my mortgage and to feed my family and stuff. 
and it's on a it's on a knife edge every single month at the moment so i need to see that growth so uh i need to be very careful with my time and the type of videos i create so uh, the t- and the, to be honest the type of video i want to create at the moment is not necessarily like the vlogs um it's going to be more some creating i want to create content that inspires you and i want to create content that's fun and will attract a variety of audience from the youngest to the oldest and i want it to be something that someone will watch who's not necessarily into photography but might get inspired to take up photography i think that's quite powerful and i think that youtube is just a perfect place to, for that i've said before i don't think youtube anymore is the perfect place for tutorials it's still the perfect place to view tutorials and to see the odd tutorial but to get in-depth information to really uh, grasp onto a specific thing i don't think youtube's right for that anymore you can, yes you can still go back over it and and watch lots of great tutorials but as a creator uh creating tutorials just doesn't they don't do as well anymore and they don't foster what youtube wants you to foster and that's very frustrating i've talked about on youtube channel on my youtube channel before on a video about the problem with photography and things on youtube and the the ad driven platform that that is and it's like i said it's part of the reason why i started the raw room so the 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 sort of direction i'm going in at the moment is to create i'm going to still create those vlogs because i uh, i can do them in a different way if in an easier way and then put them out on the raw room where people will hang around uh or are more committed or whatever they want that detailed information which i can put into a a video for the raw room so for example i set up and take a photograph in the field and i can talk about uh the composition and the settings and all those detailed things that a lot of you enjoy i can do that on the raw room uh and it, and that's going to be great i think for the raw room as well if you like if you subscribe and you like those videos you can also get a seven day free trial at the moment if you go to firstmanphotography.com and sign up to the raw room and check it out there's loads of stuff on there now um and i'm going to be putting a lot of vlogs type videos on there a couple of i'm going to film on friday i think i'm going to be talking about how to probably properly set up your tripod i'm going to talk about a separate video of talking about the importance of a workflow in the field i've had a few clients recently that struggled with both of those things and it kind of just inspired me to make a video for the raw room but for the youtube channel i want it to be that bigger uh more inspiring content with wider appeal um i like i'm just thinking out loud here but uh i just don't think that that it's working necessarily for me on youtube it's become it's just unsustainable to continue producing those vlogs which create not very much growth but uh take a huge amount of effort to create it just doesn't make any sense for me to continue making those videos so i need to do something to try and make the videos better to give them wider appeal so if you are disappointed by this please don't be because i, I genuinely think that the videos are going to get better on youtube that's the 
and feel really passionate about that. It may not, they may not be weekly. And so far this year, it's proven that they're not going to be. I'll try my best to make them weekly. I'm going to kind of give them a lot more thought. I'm going to improve the video production. I'm going to improve the overall feel to it. Um, and then in the course of maybe a day out filming a video like that, I'll take a picture, uh, talk my way through it, commentate on what I'm doing, give you a few tips and tricks. That will then make a vlog that will go out on the Raw Room. So if you uh, don't want to miss out on any of those vlogs, then do make sure that you subscribe to the Raw Room. Get a seven-day free trial now, and then it's five ninety nine a month from there on in. And you can cancel at any time. That does two things. It lets you see all that content which I'm really, really proud of, and it will then support me to uh, create more. Uh, and that's really what I'm focused on. I, I wrote a little while ago, I was feeling a little bit lost, if I'm honest. So I created a sort of mission statement, essentially, something that I can uh, look at and draw on when I'm feeling a little bit, a little bit unsure about where... I'm going. So uh, I set up three three things or three parts of this, uh, the, the mission statement. And it sounds a little bit cheesy, but it's kind of good. So I'll, I'll, I'll go through, I'll tell you what I've got uh, for, for these. To try, it might give you a better idea of what I'm kind of trying to talk about here. So the first one is for First Man Photography, which is essentially the YouTube channel. And I've said... That my mission is telling stories to entertain and inspire a diverse following who aspire to explore photography, adventure, or the human condition. I really enjoyed uh, some of the videos recently talking about the human condition, uh, essentially kind of meaning what drives us, that kind of uh, sort of pull that we have between being these uh, instinctive animals, but then we have this higher cognitive consciousness essentially that is often in combat with that biological build-up and it creates anxiety and it creates uh, jealousy and all these things that uh, filter into our lives and filter into photography so that's why I've been talking about feeling worthless and then other people having a go at us and all the nonsense online that comes about so that sort of those videos about the human condition and uh, human behavior I found very interesting and it always ties nicely into photography because photography is a kind of a, a reflection or a representation of life I think so there's there's lots more legs in that as I sort of tie in some of my previous experiences and new experiences and general life philosophy so I'm going to want to tie that into the videos more often they're not all going to be from my office though I will promise that I am still going to be getting out and about on the YouTube videos and really pushing that filmmaking, that storytelling, all that kind of thing. Uh, the second one applies to the Raw Room. So uh, what have I said for that? It, the Raw Room, the mission statement of the Raw Room is helping people to reach for their photographic, cinematic and creative goals. So that's very wide-ranging, but it's essentially about teaching and everything I do and put on there is to try and uh, to do those things and fairly straightforward I think and I think if I'm going to start putting vlogs on there and I'm talking through a short and giving you all that information as well as the sort of more traditional how-to tutorials I think that's going to work really nicely for the raw room and hopefully 
get more people subscribed to it. The last one, which I thought I would do as well, is for me, for Adam Karlach. Uh, and this is kind of overriding of everything else. So I've written, be kind, lift up those around me, take on challenges, and be present. Now that be present bit is because I want to enjoy every moment. Life is a journey. There is no destination. So you've got to be sort of living in the moment and enjoy what you're doing, whether that's with family. When you've got your own business and you're trying to make money and survive, uh, the pressures of family are ever-present. And when you've got kids or young kids, it's sometimes a challenge to be present for them. I don't mean physically, because I I can still look after them, but actually uh, listen to them and engage with them and enjoy the time with them uh, and not sort of be constantly looking down at my phone, emails and all that kind of thing, just to really be in the moment with my kids. That's a very important part of it. But that also ties into my work as well. So if I'm in work, then just do that and be present for that. I always tie it back to like when I used to play rugby uh, you won't be surprised to hear that I play rugby, but I did. And I loved it because it gave you that sort of singular focus when you were on the field and you weren't necessarily thinking about anything else other than that rugby game. And it's that was one of the biggest things that attracted it to me because I was so happy when I was on that field. Even when I was losing, you just sort of so focused. And that you come away from that and it lasts for days. That sort of the, that focused feeling and the the kind of singular presence creates some kind of positive effect on your mental health that lasts for days and uh i want to sort of try and take that from many of the experiences i do uh and like i say be present take on challenges yeah i've got loads planned as soon as my body is fully healed again i'm getting there after the back injury yeah, be kind, pretty obvious, and lift up those around me. Uh, there's too much negativity out there, isn't there? Goodness me. And I don't mean being grumpy, because I think you can be grumpy and positive at the same time. You can have a whinge about stuff, but still be positive. If you complain all the time, then yeah, that's gonna that's not it. But it's just about not putting other people down to make yourself feel better. And the problem is people don't even realise when they're doing it. Just, if you think it from this aspect of, if you're having a conversation with someone and you come away and think, did I lift them up? Are they, have I left them better off than when they started? And if the answer is no, then you can think about how you can maybe deal with that sort of situation differently in the future. Um, because you can do it. And even when someone is angry with you or they provided a terrible service to you say if if you're in a restaurant and the waiter or waitress is rude and awful and rubbish brings the wrong food brings the food late is a little bit rude you can still get over your frustration in that moment and think i wonder why she's feeling he is feeling like that and then you can just drop in little things drop in little conversational things or just be polite or do anything just even if it's the tiniest little thing to make their experience that day a little bit better than it was before you came into their life that day and if everyone thought like that the world would just be a much better place 
we'd all be lifting each other up all the time rather than knocking each other down for the sake of a sale or a click or all the stupid stuff that goes on on social media and in mainstream media as well uh, that also led to uh, or was a, a party to the death of Caroline Flack which kind of shook me pretty badly and I've been on the receiving end of quite a lot of negativity myself recently and it does get you down and as easy as I hear you again saying just ignore it of course yes ignore it but it's easier said than done if someone is getting so personal with you and they're highlighting something that you are uh anxious about in yourself anyway then you the stupid thing with me is though is that I don't know why it's the case but it affects me online much more than it does in real life now i'm a big guy and apart from my glass back usually pretty strong so i'm six foot two i haven't had any trouble on the streets for example since i was about 14 years old when i got mugged in middlesbrough high street Uh, some lad got me in a headlock out of the blue punched me in the face uh, stuck his hand in my pocket and stole a load of stuff out my pocket which just happened to be a load of empty sweet wrappers so he got away with nothing so i was chuckling in the end but i vowed that that would never happen again and thankfully it hasn't partly because i got so big uh and obviously that helped me play rugby and stuff as well but um yeah i mean i i i, I don't get any trouble so i it and some of the things that people say to me online and this doesn't really have anything to do with how big i am it's just but they would not say that to me you wouldn't say that to anyone in person and if you did you would get an immediate response back from me. And a lot of the time, if you'd said that to me, I would come back with kindness. Um, and, and again, try and leave, for whatever reason you're feeling frustrated to have a go at me in real life, try and make that situation better. Uh, that's certainly what, that was a big part of my uh, police career, doing that. Uh, but sometimes, say if you come out with me really aggressive in the street then don't expect me to be kind at that point if you're sort of being physically uh, threatening or violent, particularly towards like someone that I care about or a friend or something, then you're going to get a certain response back. And now online, that's... that's that, And so in, in the street, I almost enjoy that if it does happen. I'm not afraid of the odd bit of confrontation, but... And I'm also... I don't care what someone thinks of me at the end of it either. Really, I don't. But then online, I just it bothers me so much, and it's really difficult to ignore. Uh, and I, also, I don't want to ignore it sometimes because I think maybe it's something to do with a written word. If someone says something uh, horrible or unfairly critical on uh, something that I've put out there, then sometimes I think you kind of have to respond sometimes because it's sitting there in black and white, and then someone else might read it and they might agree with it and it might be nonsense so sometimes i do like to sort of call it out and have a little bit of a chat and stuff so um yeah that's been something i've been thinking about recently and uh it kind of it frustrates me but i want i don't know i think my friend commented on my youtube video recently saying that the the uh, a positive and good internet is something worth fighting for and I think he's absolutely right. So sometimes I'm going to call out certain things. If I say something, 
call me out but do it in a positive way don't like doesn't have to it can be a discussion an interesting discussion rather than something confrontational uh and i think that we need to get better at that to see the nuance and the diversity and the grayness of what we're doing it's not black and white is it almost all the time it's not black and white there's always little nuances and it's important that we can discuss those without taking sides this nonsense sort of taking sides if you you're either with me or against me type thing uh so yeah a few frustrations recently but uh i've also had a great time recently doing working on various projects some new some existing but i thought i would just since i've been sort of uh getting my podcast gear together i thought i'd just jump on here quickly and give you a quick update about a few things and if you've made it this <laughs> made it this far through my ramblings uh then well done congratulations anyway i'll stop talking now and i shall speak to you soon when i've got a more well thought out podcast hopefully get a few people on here as well sooner rather than later do check out the raw room if you haven't done so already you get a seven day free trial <coughs> bad time to cough and it's going to yeah uh, go to firstmanphotography.com slash raw room check it out seven day free trial and there will be some vlogs appearing on there before very long as well as that improved new improved exciting content that i have planned for youtube so Uh, I'll leave it there. It was good to talk to you and see you very soon. Cheers.